Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Living the Law of Action is based on my book, The Law of Action. And I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts taking inspired action every single day. Now, if this is your first time joining us, you've been with us for a while, I want to personally thank you for listening and being here today. So, so wonderful. Now on this show, my guests are incredible. They really are. People who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of inspired action. My guest today, he does just that. In this episode, Brendan Kumasami, okay, in this episode, Brendan Kumarasamy and I discuss how to use communication as a tool for taking action. So if you want to learn how to elevate, impact, and amplify your communication so you can take massive inspired action in this world, action takers, this is the show for you. Brendan is the founder of Master Talk. He coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become top 1% communicators in their industry. He is also a very popular YouTube channel creator called Master Talk with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. Everyone in the world. Brendan, welcome to the Living Live Action Show. Such a pleasure, Rob. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to be really serious today because I don't know. I don't think so. I'm in a really good mood and I'm feeling good. Got up early, did a workout and <laughs> taken action to, to rebuild this body. So, how are you, man? <laughs> very good, man. I mean, clearly you're in a good mood. You crushed that introduction, so very good. Oh, yeah, my first time ever. My first ever podcast. I've never done this before. <laughs> never, ever, ever. So, Master Talk. What is Master Talk? Yeah, man. So, I guess Master Talk is different things. One of it is coaching business, but another one is a YouTube channel. The story behind it is when I was in university... I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So while other guys my age are playing like basketball or football or some other thing, as you can tell, not really well-equipped to do any of those things. <laughs> yeah. I, I did these things. I did presentations competitively growing up. And basically what happened, Rob, was as I was growing up in this university, I started coaching people how to speak who were younger than me because they wanted to win these competitions and we don't really have money for a speech coach. And by the way, I wasn't one either. I just started helping them with how to speak. And then by the time I started working in corporate many, many years ago, quit since then. But when I started, I had the idea for the YouTube channel because I realized everything in my head wasn't available for free on the internet. So I started making videos in my mom's basement and then it turned into what it is today. That's super awesome. Yeah. And I really liked uh, debate. Like I love debate. You know, it's always in the, okay, who's going to go first? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I was always the one like I'm going first. Yeah. Let's, let's have language. Let's communicate. Let's, let's empower each other with our words. And, and a lot of people are so afraid of talking and I don't understand it because I'm not afraid of talking. And it's, it's wonderful that you're doing this because a lot of people don't take action in their life because they don't know how to communicate. 
they can't get their point across. And so it's wonderful that you're doing that because there are so many people out there that are not reaching their potential and getting to their goals and having that happily ever after because they are afraid of being a poor communicator. Oh, yeah. Well said, Rob. I completely agree with you. It's the action, right? Communication Absolutely. amplifies what we do in life. So I completely agree with you. Once, once somebody is able to push into that zone where they feel they must take action, then they can use communication as a tool to get what they want in life. Absolutely. And, you know, it's imperfect action. It, you know, to be transparent. So I was on TikTok. We talked about this before we started. And I was on TikTok and I was doing it. And I am a videographer and I have really fancy cameras and I have really fancy lights. And it just was like, if you're going to be on TikTok, you have to have all that. And it just was a pain in the butt to set everything up all the time. And so I'm like, I didn't do it. So I haven't done TikTok in a while. And so, you know, because I didn't want to be unprofessional and stuff. And now my friend Melissa had me get on TikTok and Brenna's been telling me, you got to get on TikTok. And in the past, which I find really fascinating is I only had like a few, a few people watching my videos, maybe 10 or 12. And now with a different mindset and all I did was just not really care about the lighting and making it all perfect just to give out the valuable information that I wanted to give out. And now I got like 700 views in, in since last night on one video and a couple hundred in the other. Now that's not, you know, tens of thousands, but I'm starting from nothing. I'm moving a freight train. And it's just interesting how intention and being able to communicate and not having to be perfect. You know, I think people really believe they have to be perfect in their communication, but you don't have to be perfect. And just like you did, you started a business with not being a professional coach and you molded yourself and you educated yourself and you helped other people and you discovered that you have a natural ability to help people communicate. Oh, absolutely, Rob. And I love what you shared on TikTok because it was the same experience with me with, with YouTube. Like just so people have the context, I was a 22-year-old kid. I was making videos in my mother's basement on a couch that we probably stole. Pretty sure we didn't buy it. And we didn't have, I didn't edit a single one of them in my first year of doing the channel. I just sat on the couch. I opened a phone, this phone actually, an older version of this phone. And I just said stuff. Yeah. And then I just recorded that and posted that every week for like a year. And then after the first year of doing that, I kind of just said, oh, I guess I'm pretty good at this because I've done it like 150 times. And then after that, I started I started taking it more seriously. And there's a law around here that you probably talked about this in, on the show called the law of 100. So whenever you want to start something, before you judge the quality of the work, always do that thing as much as possible 100 times and then make a call as to whether or not you want to keep doing the thing. Yeah, I think that's really great. You know, it's interesting for podcasting is that, you know, if you can do six episodes, that's a first milestone. The next milestone is 50. The next milestone is 100. And then from 100, you don't even think about it till you hit 500 episodes. And it's, it's interesting how those numbers, but I will say, if you're a podcaster, just keep going till you hit that 100 episode. It's so, so important you will know, you know, the thing is, I, I look at, at people that have just started TikTok, for example, and they're, they start out just doing it. And I have a few friends that are doing it and they're getting better and better and better and better. I mean, it's, 
Imperfect action is really important. One is better than none. And it's interesting because here I'm giving that advice, and that's why I started my TikTok again. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. Now, I would probably might get more traction if it was perfect or if it was more professional. However, I just want to get that muscle working and it'll get better and better and better and better and better. Just like all podcasts. You know, you, you started in a podcast and it's Us. okay. You know, mm-hmm. so what are some communication tips for people that are starting on TikTok and they want to give out information or they're starting on YouTube and they want to get out information? Mm, yeah, I, I love what you shared, Rob. I completely agree with you. You know, one one question I always ask myself, especially in the context of communication, really anything, is what's the easiest win that I can get in this particular skill that helps build momentum? So, for example, when we think about TikTok and YouTube, I think what I've learned from from the years of doing this is I realized the first inning actually isn't even posting on social. The first inning is taking out your phone and sending a video for like 20 seconds to somebody you just appreciate and just saying what you appreciate about them. That's the easiest thing to do. So I would say just pick somebody you like in your life that you just genuinely like. So you're not you're not like broadcasting this to a million people. You don't have any haters. Just pick somebody you love, like Rob, right? Because I'm sure all of you are listening to his show. You appreciate what he does. <laughs> just send, send him a, a little voice note on Instagram. Send him a little video and say, what's, what's the one thing you learned from Rob's podcast? And that's the way we build that muscle. It's kind of like going to the gym, right? You don't want to start with the heavy weights. You don't even want to focus on the diet plans. Who cares about the diet plans? Right. Focus on, are you walking 15 minutes every day? And if the answer is no, let's start walking and then we figure out the rest later. Yeah, I, I like your analogy of, of working out and the weights and stuff because people always think they need to start something at the top. And they also don't realize that every single person who's a master of what they're doing they all started not being a master at what they're doing. It, it, it's, it's, it's interesting, the human, the human consciousness, how we think that we have to be a rock star in everything that we do without knowing how to do it. And everybody wants instant gratification. You have to learn. You have to build that muscle. And I love what you said about doing a video. So instead of doing a video on TikTok, just get a camera and just do a video. And also, TikTok is mean and social media is mean. <laughs> don't let, you know, we could have a whole show on this, but don't let the comments get to you. They're just, the people that write those comments, I just have to bless them and shower them with love and light and go, wow, your life must really suck for you to take the time to go and watch my stuff over and over again and know everything about it and then take the time to actually write nasty stuff about it when you could be like out hanging with your friends or or doing something in this world so yeah don't i'm sh- how many crappy content comments do you get on your youtube videos like it's just and, and like know- whatever <laughs> And you know, it's it's funny, Rob, because when I started this thing, I, I thought I wasn't going to get much because, I mean, think about it. I make like the cleanest videos in the world. <laughs> You're like, a nice guy. I know. It's great it's energy. Like, uh, right. Nice dude. I make public speaking videos. This is not like uh, some prank. This is not some controversial, like religious or pol- political podcast right. or show or whatever. I- I'm like literally making tips that are 100% objective. With a little bit of energy, I have a suit on. 
Like, and I don't. They probably swear don't at like all. you, suit. They probably like, oh, you're all dressed up. You think you know what you're talking about? And I even make fun of my own suit in the videos. And and yet, uh, actually, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story on this because it's funny. Well, it wasn't funny at the time. So, because what I always think about when we when we think about action rub, we're always fragile in the earliest innings of any idea. Yes. So the first six months of Master Talk, obviously now I have the confidence, but back then I thought it was the stupidest idea on earth. But I had one kind of saving grace, which was, oh, wait a second. If I email my videos to a bunch of university professors, they'll all support me because they'll watch and go, oh, my students need this because no one's sharing this stuff. And this wasn't like to build a business. <laughs> probably didn't like and they all day. spat in my face. <laughs> They all said, first of all, you don't call me by my first name. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it wasn't fun. You know, it's probably the funny thing about that is you sent them information. They're like, oh, man, he's making me look bad. You know, that's what they did. You made them look bad. I, I wasn't even emailing communication professors. I was emailing like history professors. and stuff. Like, this is just shit. You could share this so they could help with the present day. They were like, F you. And I was like, I was like, I'm, a, I'm like a 22 year old kid. Like, encourage me a little bit. Come on, guys. Like, well, it's interesting because you know, 10 percent of the population just doesn't like you, no matter what. So, really, the more haters you have, the know you're making an impact. Really, and it's it's a hard thing to to really come to terms with that, but no. The 10% of the population is not going to like you. There's no one that I know that everybody likes. There's no one. There's always that, there's always that, you know, 10% that don't like you. And when you expand your 10%, you know, you're making an impact. Completely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's the key, right? You know, the way I think about it is I think haters are oxygen to our success. And the reason I say that, the reason they play such a vital role, to your point, it's just a different way of saying the same thing, is that it it tells us that we are becoming more successful, that our thing is actually working, because no one's going to be hating on somebody who's a nobody, who isn't right. doing anything important, who's doing something right. really bland. Right. So it's a good sign. We just have to flip the switch a little bit, learn to laugh at, uh, at, the, at those things in life, and then we'll build up that resilience to keep going. And when you're wanting to catapult into action, that can stop you. And so I'm glad we have this, this opportunity to talk about that because everyone deserves their happily ever after. And there's, you know, the, the definition of being an adult is to do the stuff you don't want to do. You know, I, I was up late last night just doing some, uh, some training. I was, I was learning how to do Adobe uh, Premiere. I know Final Cut, I'm transitioning to a different platform. And so I was up on Udemy watching this course and it was really late. It went to bed at one o'clock, usually don't. And so this morning I'm like, oh man, I got to get up. I got a podcast with Brandon. I was going to sleep in today. And I was like, you know what? You got to do the things you don't want to do. And I, I wanted to do this, but I'm just saying it's so important. And it's so easy to just go uh, to my assistant. Hey, Brenda, can you just like reschedule Brennan? Cause uh, I, I just, I got to sleep in. I'm tired, but that's just not the cool thing to do. And you get closer and closer when you build your muscle of just doing the stuff you don't want to do. And building a business is a lot of doing stuff you don't want to do. And there's some stuff I'm looking around my office and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. And I have to do that. Absolutely. And, and then to build on what you said, you know, I think the advice I always like to share on action, Rob, that 
people don't phrase in the right way is to understand the price of admission before you buy the ticket. You know, I think a lot of people, they, they jump into a lot of long-term things. Oh, uh, I see Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. I should probably be a basketball player too. And, and, and they don't spend enough time just being like, okay, what do I actually have to do to play this game for five years? Okay, if I want to be a great podcast host like Rob, what do I need to do? Okay, I need to do 100 episodes. I need to do that. So this is what I call never say wow, always ask how. Don't just glorify the people you admire. Spend a bit of time just researching and going like, okay, this is what it takes. Let me do 10% of that. Let me do 1% of that. Let me do 2% of that. Just see if I like it. Like YouTube, my best piece of advice or social is always post four and see if you like it. Because you might realize you don't. You might yeah. realize that your time should be spent taking action on something else, but you keep doing that little by little, to your point, until you find the one where you go, oh, I can actually do this for five years. This actually makes a lot of sense. And then you spend your time doing that. Yeah. It's, it's important to dig deep and know that you have to be really chill with yourself and do not take all the hate in and to not take, oh, I don't know how to do this and really just take it on and see if it's something you want to do. A lot of people have jobs that they don't like and they're stuck with them because they're stuck with them. That's what they made the decision. And the one thing about taking action and, you know, is you get to decide to do something, you can plan to do something, and then you take massive action. The coolest part about the law of action is If it doesn't work, you can pivot, you can shift, and you can retool, and you can take action again. You can create that momentum. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I I think that's one of the biggest problems that people think that everything has to be perfect. And it it actually needs to be perfect in its imperfection because that's how you learn. But if everything was perfect all the time, you would know it was good. Mm. And when you know it's good, you've been down in the dumps and you really know you know, how not good it can be. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big fan of imperfect action as well. And, and another piece as well that we can expand on is the idea that the reason why most people don't take action is they don't spend enough time feeling the pain of their future selves. So I'll give you a quick analogy. You probably already covered it in the podcast at some point. Is when Jeff Bezos made the decision to leave Am- to leave his big company job to, to start Amazon. It was a stupid idea, really. I mean, the guy who was running the investment bank at the time was really like, Amazon's a great idea, Jeff, but like, not for somebody like you who's already doing really well in his career. Yeah, I'm going to so sell Jeff- books on the internet. And what's the internet? Yeah. And who reads books? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> nonsense. So what made Jeff make that decision? And what he calls it, he calls it the regret minimization framework. And the question he just asked himself is, if I was 85 years old on my rocking chair, what would I regret the most not doing? So when he thought about that, the decision became easy and he left his job the next day and started Amazon. So I would say a lot of people don't spend enough time thinking about the end game first and reverse engineering the end game. I mean, think about me, Rob. I had every excuse in the book not to start Master Talk. I was 22 years old. I just started a corporate job. I'm the only breadwinner in my family. And most of people on YouTube who talk about comms are PhDs. So I had every right. excuse in the book. Oh, I'll just do it when I have like a mortgage. Right. right. But when I felt the pain of my future self and the 15-year-old girl who couldn't afford a, a coach and who didn't have anyone to turn to in like Cambodia, I was like, yeah, I think, I think I need to get it done. 
You know, so. I, I like you brought up Cambodia. It's it's interesting because a lot of people, and I'll say in the United States, they're on social media. They don't realize the impact that their words and their messages can have on people around the world. You know, I look and see where people actually listen to these podcasts that I have. They're not just in the United States. They're in other parts of the world and they're learning about stuff and they don't have the resources that we have here in the States. They just don't. And so it's, it's quite humbling to think that you're making an impact on someone in a, a third world country that has nothing in comparison to what you have, even if you have nothing here in the States. Mm. Powerful. I completely agree, man. Yeah, I call this uh, perspective freezes from the chains of constant complaining. You know, when yeah. we under, and congrats on the success of your pod as well. You Thanks. know, when you have like an international audience, when you see what other people are doing, you realize that shit, my life's pretty good right now. I should probably uh, take action on what I'm doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what are some ways that you can amplify your communication? How do you amplify your communication? Absolutely. So I would say on the, especially on the topic of your show, how do you, how do you push people to take action with their communication? What I've found is the number one most important thing, and I have a couple of tactics too, but let's start with the mindset piece, which is the biggest problem with our communication is we don't dream about it. So what do I mean by that? A lot of communication is centered around fear, anxiety, and stress, which is not super fun. So if you're, feared, if you're scared about something, you're stressed about it, all the presentations you did with mandatory, it's like not fun. So the question that I would begin with is how would the world change? How would your life change if you became an exceptional communicator? Just spend two minutes thinking, really thinking about that question because communication really does change your life if you focus on the things that you want selfishly out of life. Whether it's a better relationship with your family, whether it's, you know, business, you want to grow a business, grow your podcast, whatever that thing is, really start to figure out what that motivation is so that communication becomes more of a necessity for you versus Oh, like, I guess I could do it and like, I guess I could apply whatever Brendan and Rob talk about on the show. But I, I would begin with that. Why is it a burning desire? And it could be as simple as, yeah, I remember one person told me this a few years ago. They said, you know, Brendan, I, I want to master communication so I could show my wife the world. And I was like, what do you mean? Wow. And, she, and he was like, uh, yeah, like uh, she doesn't really speak English that well and I don't either. But if I master this English thing and I get better at communication, I could talk to all of these locals and show her the world. So I thought that was really powerful. You know, to break it down, just the simplest form of communication, if you look at the people that are called the male Karens and the female Karens of the world, you know, it really boils down. And I've seen, you know, I did a lot of TikToking lately. I've been just watching what's on there. Apparently that's all that I get on TikTok is these Karens. But the one thing and it's interesting because I was really looking yesterday and I saw this this one channel is just all Karens and I watched. And it's funny that you're here today is that they just don't know how to communicate. So they get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. So I was at Taco Bell the other night and uh, they made a mistake on my order. It was a mobile order. They made a mistake. I'm a pretty chill guy. Like, I'm just like, I walk up, you know, I go to the drive through and I go, hey, how's it going? And I'm very friendly. How's your night going? And I'm very friendly. And the guy handed me the taco and I looked in the bag and I go, oh, the rice and beans are supposed to be on the side. And he goes, oh man, don't yell at me. And I said, 
I have no intention of yelling at you. I just want to let you know the rice and the beans are on the side. He goes, I'm so sorry. He goes, I'll do this. And he goes, you know, it's been a really blankety blanky day and everybody's been yelling at me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's okay. He goes, no, 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 no. And he just gave me, he's just like, here, here's a, here's a blast. Here's a Mountain Dew blast or whatever. And here's some other stuff. And I'll may remake it and you could keep that. And I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. I don't even need any of this stuff. But I, but I find that people that are in those situations, the Karens, and you can look at them as well, they can't clearly communicate what they want. I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, how would you say? So if you, if you think of the Karen videos at a fast food restaurant, just to break it down so people can really understand the importance of how communication can impact your world, not just in business, but just as simple of my order's wrong at a restaurant. So how would you handle that compared to, like where they just amp it up and it's so dramatic. Mm, absolutely. So I, I feel what you're touching on, Rob, which is a very cool way of thinking about communication, is that it's so much more, right, than just speaking on a stage or being on a podcast. Absolutely. Like that, right? It's every micro interaction that you have in your daily life because you have hundreds of those. The way absolutely. you talk to the waiter, the way that you engage with somebody, the way that you talk to somebody. And, and the way that I would make this this uh, idea of the micro interactions to make it simple for people. Here's an analogy I like to use. Communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time, right? Because one of those balls is smiling when, you know, you might not want to smile. You might be annoyed with somebody. But another one of those balls is the vocal tone variety. Whereas you're speaking yeah. like this, which is very aggressive versus like being more calm and collected. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. So pacing too. But whereas the, the problem, I guess, where people struggle is they try and juggle all 18 balls at the same time. So the balls always fall. So instead, what we want to ask ourselves is what is the first ball that we should pick up? Because communication then becomes a multiplier effect. When we get comfortable with one or two balls, like vocal tone, right? We're like, oh, we're good at this. Oh, we're good at smiling. Okay. Now we're comfortable. We can pick up a lot more balls and start juggling them. So what's the first step? I would say the first step besides finding that communication why, like think of, thinking about the example with the, the Karen, if, if that person is you know thinking about other areas of life, maybe they're not passionate about the restaurant things they're doing. Maybe they are, but let's assume they aren't. Maybe there's a kid's baseball game that they're coaching on the weekend that they can think about their communication that way. So I would say the first exercise I'd recommend is called the random word exercise. So the random word exercise is literally the embodiment of your show in the sense that all you have to do, you pick a random word like phone, like vibrator, like, I don't know, skincare. I don't know. You pick words and you, you just pull out a present. vibrator. I missed it. I, I just coughed. I Did you, you're like phone, vibrator. Like, what kind of show is it? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. And, and I don't know. Just. <laughs> random words. And what you do is you create presentations out of thin air. And every time I say this exercise, Rob, and I know you'll love this, they always go like, what's the framework? How do, what's the process? What are the steps? And I always respond with, you do not get rewarded on how well you do the exercise. You get rewarded on how many times you do it. So for people to get a result, they need to actually see momentum in one tiny exercise and then they feel it's possible and then all the mindset limiting beliefs get broken. All right, so I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper and just a little more intense. So if you're in a situation and you're not getting what you want at a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, You've seen people, they get all upset. They chew out the, the server. They chew out the manager. What are some basic ways of communicating 
that your meal is not the way you'd like it or that, you know, what's on the menu is not what you have on your plate. How do you do that in a way that you're going to get impact of getting that issue resolved? I know I would do it and I know you know how you would do it, but I want to hear how you would do it because I think it's so important. I think to go down, it's a micro communication and it's so important when you communicate effectively, a whole world of opportunity and possibility shows up because people understand what the heck you're trying to say. Most people that complain, you don't even know what they're complaining about. I got you. Okay, you you really passionate about this fast food example, so I'm happy to give a specific example. Well, no, because so the I'm, reason I'm the reason I'm saying it is because a lot of people will think, well, I'm not a professional presenter. Mm. I'm not in a corporate. I'm just me. I have a regular job. I have to deal with life. Even communicating with your kids. Come on, master talk, Brendan. <laughs> I have the answer. I have the answer. Don't worry, Rob. <laughs> oh, it's okay. okay. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> so so the first part you know whenever i have issues like that and by the way i'm the type of human being let's have an open conversation about i'm w i even my, my food unless it's like an allergy thing i never bring it up because I, I just because i know how much waiters work hard i just leave it because it doesn't change my life but for people where it is important I, it's or important something for some people them, it's important absolutely. for some people like like yourself i was in the first piece it's no, gratitude. not like myself no i said was i wanted on this side okay, oh my god enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, and you know cool. what I found? No, no, we're going to just dive into this because I never, if you go look at all my Yelp reviews, I got hundreds of them. They're all, oh, they're do? all positive reviews. I rarely, wow. I've only, I have one or two bad reviews and they were terrible and they were safety issues. So I all about, like, it's funny because I used to see the manager and they're like, okay. And they're like, what's the matter? And I go, this food's amazing. This server's amazing. Because people don't get those kind of compliments. It's true. They, they just don't get the compliment. Like this guy, I was saying, you know, hey, this is supposed to be on the side. He's like, don't yell at me. And now I find out that they don't get the the message from the app that says it's on the side. It's a glitch in their system. So I called up Taco Bell. So you got to fix this because you're putting your employees in a bad light. Because I want people to have that happily ever after. Yeah, I'm not, I'm the the least complainer. I'm the most empowering person. I mean, I, I want people to have a win in their day. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Brandon. 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 You're, whatever your name is. Fun guy. Yeah, okay. man. I, so <laughs> what I would start with is is acknowledgement, right? So when yeah. whenever whenever I, I want something or something's off, I always start with gratitude and acknowledgement. So so watch the way I repair a relationship. I would say something like, you know, Rob, I just want to acknowledge you for the Yelp reviews that you leave for restaurants where you have a positive experience. Most people don't do that. Most people only leave restaurant reviews if they don't like the place. A very small percentage do it when they like the place. So I want to commend you in that. So notice how, because I acknowledge somebody, it, you still hate me, but you hate me a little less. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you don't. But, but that's the first piece. So especially in the example you gave, I always, always start there. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much for the quick service. Really appreciate getting the food so quickly. The staff is really nice here. Then this, the second piece, and you do that with a smile and low vocal tones. Okay, never do high vocal tones. Try and lower the vocal tones. Always Absolutely. go low. I call it, Sean Callagy calls it plus minus. So basically what happens is after you do that, then you say what you want. But I noticed 
the food is a little undercooked than I was expected, and then you make your ask in a very nice way. Could you please bring this back to the kitchen and fix it? I would really appreciate it. That's it. And yeah. it always gets done. I've never gotten a no for that. But I've also never asked a lot, but when, whenever I do it, it always, it's always a yes. Okay, full disclosure, if I go out and order steak and it's an expensive steak and it comes back well done and I like it rare to medium rare, I will definitely say something. Because it's like sixty dollars for a steak. I mean, I, I, I that's don't true. Wanna, I don't want to burn, and I and I do it so chill. Like I just go. This, this is the way that I. This is the way that I communicate. I'd love to hear actually. Okay, so first of all, I always tell the server, "Man, you're awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that the lottery showed up, and we got you today. Thank you so much. That's the first thing I always do. Always because they just get crap all the time. I've been a hundred percent. And if you've never been a server and you're mean to servers. Shame on you. Just oh, yeah. one one day, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, my God. Just nightmares. I still have PTSD from being a, a server in a restaurant. It was just terrible. And I was a terrible server, by the way, because I was always, like, flirting with the girls or I'm talking to people. <laughs> and people are like, hey, can you help us over here? And I go, I'm talking to my friends over here. Yeah, I just, you know, hey, I'm Rob. How are you? Okay. <laughs> staying, on, staying on track. All right. But I got good tips. All right. Staying on track. If if I have a bad cooked steak, which I love steak, like really love steak. And, you know, I know that people truly want to serve you. And so I don't like to make people wrong. And understand the waiter didn't cook your steak. Apparently the, the, the cooks were having a hard time because before I can, before I made a comment about my steak, the people in the table next to us was like, Dude, this is really, and he did not communicate effectively to this woman server. His steak was not cooked well. You know, I ordered, I paid $50 for this steak and blah, 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 blah. I want to see your manager. Not cool. So what I did was I said, hey, and I was, and I, you know, he introduced himself and I go, hey, Brendan, man, you're awesome. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us. You're just like an amazing. I know it's crazy busy tonight. And I just want to ask you one question. Could you look at my steak and just let me know what, what, what that's considered? And he's like, oh, dude, that's, medium, that's definitely not medium. You know, he goes, that's well done. That's definitely not medium rare. He goes, I wouldn't eat that for anything in the world. Because we had a conversation about how we like our steaks. So we built that rapport. So when you build rapport with people, it's a lot easier. And that's really important is building rapport, even if you're going to complain, which I think is so important. And Man, he got taken care of. He goes, that's not cool. He goes, just go ahead and gnaw on that. Here, I'll get you some A1 steak sauce. You can smother. It's probably terrible, but I know you're hungry. And then he brought me out another thing. And he goes, hey, cut it for me right now. And he goes, yeah, I would eat that. And I go, yeah, thank you so much. And it was delicious. It was absolutely amazing. He got a good tip. I got the steak that I wanted. It was a wonderful experience because a lot of people don't realize when they get into these situations of amplifying their poor communication. When you're yelling at someone and you're ramped up, like I've seen these Karens, it actually takes like a day for your cortisol levels to deplete. And that feeling of stress and that fight or flight in your body to go away. So how worth it is it for that two minutes of just freaking the heck out or three minutes or one minute or whatever it is to actually have a negative effect on your physical body that's going to take away 
days or weeks of your life. And that's scientific fact. If you yell and scream and you get all amped up, your cortisol level goes up, you're extremely stressed and you're in fight or flight. Not worth it. Mm, I love that, man. And and one other perspective I can give you is, and I think it's a bit, it's it's a lot more about mindset than communication, even if those two things are intertwined. This is an exercise I can give people is, because I'm super passionate about this, is the idea of think about the person you admire the most, whoever that person is. Okay, it could be your mom, it could be a celebrity, it could be like a Barack Obama, it doesn't matter. And ask yourself, how would you interact with that person if something went wrong, right? Somebody who's listening to this might say, well, I would still be very respectful. I would still be, let's say, let's say that person was LeBron James. Well, I'd be really excited to see them. I'd have a lot of energy. I would ask them a lot of questions. I would make them the most important person in the world. Whereas my perspective, which you, you share quite a lot of, Rob, actually this, in the same as I do, is I try my best. I'm not perfect. But what I do is I always ask myself, how do I treat every human being that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And when we start doing that, the communication just fixes itself in those situations. Absolutely. You know, it's my grandma taught me this a long time ago. Treat people how you want to be treated. I don't like to be yelled at at all. I will 86 you out of my life quicker than anything if someone yells at me. I just What's the 86? Is that like a 86 means you're like gone. Base- you're gone. You're deleted. Oh. You're, you're, you're blocked. Oh, and, and cool. it's just, I, that's just not the way that I communicate. I don't, I don't like it because it, ma- it makes you feel like you've been physically assaulted. And people don't realize how bad having increased cortisol levels impacts your life. It takes away from your life. So is it worth it having that kind of engagement? Not. But the power and I love what you teach of communication and having it be to get you into action is, is truly a beautiful thing. When you can communicate, it opens up a door to possibility that you never thought existed. You're able to communicate to get a raise. You're able to communicate to get a spouse or a partner. You're able to communicate to get pretty much anything you want. I mean, I can, I will just say, knowing you and the little time we've had with you is, and this is my experience, I would imagine that when Brendan goes to a hotel, he gets treated very, very well. Correct? It's Correct. I'm supposed to stay at Airbnbs, but yeah. <laughs> but, but you get treated very, very well. The way that you communicate so. with the host, when I go to a hotel, my wife is always blown away. She goes, how did you get upgraded to the, and I don't even ask it because it's so rare for people to actually be nice to people in the service industry. Hondo, hundred percent. And if you're genuinely just nice and not that I even want anything, I don't even think about it. I just got off a plane and I'm there. I'm like, how's your day? I'm like, oh my God, it was a crazy flight, but I'm so glad to see your smiley face. You know, seriously, because they're so nice at the front and they're so abused. A little kindness and really way. stepping up your communication game will have such an impact on your life. You just you just can't even imagine what's waiting for you. I love the way you angled this. 
I completely agree, man. Go, going that extra mile for those little interactions in your life is a lot more meaningful than one would think. Absolutely. Because you never know who you're going to talk to. You never no. know who you're going to build a relationship with. You never know what's going to happen. And I'm a big believer in karma. Like all of this oh my, stuff always absolutely. comes back to you. Absolutely. I'm going to send you a link. So my other podcast, the Life Transformation Radio, there's a karma expert. We talked all about karma. Karma. And his perspective is a little bit different than just the basic knowledge of karma. He's a karma exit. I'll send you, I'll send you a link. I'll actually put it in the, Please. In the show notes. But uh, yeah, super, super cool. Hey, man. Yeah. Brendan, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I would say for me on action, closing thought would be every why starts with a who. Every why starts with a who. Find the person that you really want to serve in your life that you, you feel really called to serve and write a letter to that person. Meet them for dinner. Get to know them. Be nice to the waiter when you're having dinner. Build a relationship with the person you want to serve. And I've found of everything that's made me take action the most, it's that one thing. So I'll, I'll close on the story. I remember when I was 21, okay, and I was doing some pro bono work, and I still do it every year, with a young group of girls, okay, like they're between the ages of seven and like 15. They all know how to code. They're super brilliant. And the reason they call me all the time every year to come give that workshops because a lot of the girls are really scared to give presentations. And that image will stay plastered in my mind for the rest of my life. The red faces, how nervous they are to give their presentations. And I realized that I was the only person in the world that could help them in that moment. So when I fell in love with that who, I, I didn't feel anything could stop me. Like when those, those university professors were spitting, there was a bunch of them spat in my face. Whether it was the executive clients early in my career told me I was too young, I wasn't good enough, I didn't have the skills. Every objection, I was always able to break through it. Retiring my mother, figuring out who the who is, is the most important thing that you can do when taking action. Because when you figure it out and you can describe that person in detail, the whole world will unlock for you. And so will your p p potential. I love it. So would you say your who is your why? Like why you get up in the morning? Is that Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so important. And I just hey, why and who? You're the why and you're the who and thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it, Brendan. Really like super us. fun. It went by like like that. Like I'm looking yeah, like wow. <laughs> I know. It's like seriously. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen to the Living Law of Action show. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along my very special guest, Brendan Kamarasamy. No, that's wrong. Kamara, no, you is that it, it, right? That's it. That's I it. did. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Touchdown. That. I know, touchdown. Hey, man, I hope we touched your heart. Hope we moved you. Hope we inspired you. And we hope you... Have an amazing day. And remember, don't let fear stop you. Take time out to breathe. Decide, plan, act. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time, live a life of inspired action. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.